0: Helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, this is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network, with your host, Paul Engel. In the Preamble to the United States Constitution, we read that one of the reasons we have this vaunted document is to establish justice. What does this lofty word that not only graces one of our founding documents, but the name of a federal agency and a statue found in front of probably every courtroom mean? Well, according to Webster's 1828 Dictionary, justice is, "...the virtue which consists in giving to everyone what is his due, practical conformity to the laws, and to the principles of rectitude in the dealings of men with each other, honesty, integrity in commerce, or mutual intercourse." Another sense of the word justice, one which is the topic of today's episode, is impartiality. The idea that we are all equal before the law, and deserve the equal protection of those laws. Yet recent events have shown that, rather than establishing justice, our governments are anything but impartial. That equal protection under the law has effectively disappeared from America, not just from her governments, but from her society. See, without justice, there can be no liberty, no protection of your inalienable rights described in the Declaration of Independence. I was recently asked by someone with a, a very pessimistic attitude about justice in America, what I am doing to protect myself. While well, it should be a surprise to no one who has followed the Constitution study for like length of time, today I will let you know my plans, and I hope you'll join me. Well, hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution, where we read and study the Constitution, teach the rising generation to be free. Here's a sneak peek. Reading and studying the Constitution is part of the plan. But I'm going to talk about that later. But this idea of of justice, or more accurately, injustice in America seems to be running rampant, and, and we see it all around us. And again, from Webster's 1828 Dictionary, injustice is defined as inequity wrong any violation of another's rights as fraud in contract or withholding what is due it has a particular reference to an unequal distribution of rights property or privileges among people who have equal claims interesting another sense is the withholding from another merited praise or ascribing to him unmerited blame it's by the way why I currently refer to uh, this department as the Department of Injustice, because if you think about it, they are no longer they are no longer seeking justice, they are seeking injustice, they are seeking inequity, they're seeking to violate people's rights to withhold what is due, the unequal distribution of rights of privileges, and a lot of it comes from ascribing unmerited blame. You're probably aware that a president, former President Trump was indicted at the end of last week. And you're right, I don't jump on these news issues. I want time to digest them. I want time to, to see what else is going on. I'm not the guy that's going to jump on the new thing. But I find this, this whole process, this, this whole um, vendetta against former President Trump to be unseemly. Now, the vast majority of the charges in the indictment have to do with the documents that the FBI found in Mar-a-Lago. Now, there's been a lot of interesting discussion, uh, one being the fact that when he was president, Donald Trump had the authority to declassify any documents he wanted. And of course, there's questions about, was it declassified? Did it have to go through a process? A lot of stuff, but that's that's not the focus of today. See, if I if my understanding is correct, many former in fact, every former president uh um has access to classified information, even after they leave office. In fact, for the rest of their life, they retain a level of classification. H- however, that does not include the right to store classified materials in unauthorized locations. Whether that be in a Penn State office, beside their Corvette, a child's apartment, an estate in Hawaii, a compound in New York, or Mar-a-Lago, Florida. No, the the injustice of this is the fact that one former president is being charged for this, while not only former presidents but other officials with as much or more evidence of the illegal storing of of confidential information in in locations. Are left scot-free let's start if every president or most every president retained custody of uh uh, classified materials and then then the whole the the possession of the classified materials is not legally a problem right it's it's common the question is the storage so we know of it we, we know of several uh instances where Presidents or other officials in an administration have stored confidential documents inappropriately. Obviously, we've talked about Joe Biden, right? The the Penn, the Penn State office, his garage next to his, his Corvette, uh, in his son Hunter's uh, apartment. But we can go back farther. Because remember, Obama had these documents in his estate in Hawaii. The Clintons, Hillary Clinton, while she was Secretary of State, had classified information on a private email server that she set up to do official business in violation of the law. And then you've got President Trump in Mar-a-Lago. So, okay, I would give the Biden administration, I'll give the DOJ a little bit of leash on the Biden administration, because there's possible that they're actually continuing an investigation. I don't believe it is true, but I don't have... I don't have proof yet, right? I don't believe they're actually going to charge President Biden, who, by the way, never had the legal authority to be in possession of those documents once he left office. Again, former presidents retain access to classified material. Former vice presidents do not. By the way, that includes Mike Pence, who I believe also had classified information stored improperly. But here's the interesting part. All right? It's not we we can't even simply say it's a it's a donkey versus elephant, because if Mike Pence had this, why is Mike Pence not being charged? And again, maybe they're still doing an investigation. I, I'm I'm trying to be as fair as possible, but there's absolutely no reason why, if there is evidence of of this of this documents of these documents being stored illegally on the Obama estate. In the clinton compound um then why are not they not being prosecuted why did they not have the fbi raid their home while they were working with the national archives on not on um not only uh um inventorying and returning the documents that are necessary but securing the documents at the request of I was it the secret service or the uh uh I forget FBI or, or or Nara, one of them said, Hey, would you put a different lock on this door? And they complied. And the answer is to me quite obvious. It's injustice. It's a a um it is a violation of other rights. It, it it's um it's denying them what is their due. It is the unequal protection Of the law. Now, listen, if President Trump stored those records improperly, if if they were not stored with, and they want to prosecute him, fine. That also means they need to prosecute um, President Obama, Hillary Clinton, uh, Mike Pence, and Joe Biden. They have to. Otherwise, the Department of Justice is a joke. Well, all right. The Department of Justice is already a joke, but it's this whole idea that the you know we we keep looking for these people to provide us justice. I mean, it's the purpose of the Department of Justice, isn't it, to provide justice to the American people? But they're not. So, so I have to ask, why do we have them? What is the purpose of the Department of Justice if justice is no longer there? their effective mission, and maybe their stated mission. It's not their effective mission. And less than a day after the uh, uh, indictment against Trump was released, the the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan unveiled some testimony they had received from Stephen, uh, I think it's D'Antonio, is the way it's pronounced. He's the former assistant director of the FBI's Washington field office. And he exposed some I'll say some examples of the FBI not following their own rules when it came to the Mar-a-Lago raid. First of all, according to D'Antonio, since the raid happened in Florida, it should have been handled by the local, the Miami field office, not the Washington field office. He said he had absolutely no idea why he was given the, the, the Washington field office was given the order to lead the operation. Especially after the flawed Crossfire Hurricane investigation, Mr. Dantonio said uh, it's common to, to have it's protocol to have a U.S. attorney uh, uh, assigned to an investigation. And when he asked why there wasn't one, he he said he never got a good and uh, never got a good answer. He went on to to state that th- there was a, an accusation that one of the people involved in the in the counterintelligence division, DOJ's counterintelligence. Division, had was accused of uh, pressuring a Trump attorney uh, telling him that uh he would probably not get his judgeship if he didn't um flip this guy against the president now that's a lot of injustice and again a lot of it is accusations right these are our statements or accusations they're not uh they're not proven yet but we're seeing a pattern of of um a pattern of behavior, which really answers part of the question, why do people no longer trust the Department of Justice and the FBI? Because they are, they've, they've developed a history of behavior of being unjust, and that injustice is dangerous to us all. I mean, this is, obviously, Donald Trump has a lot of money. He can afford to help defend himself against these cases. He has a lot of notoriety and publicity. He can get his message out all on his own. But what about the rest of us? How many people have been caught up in this Department of Injustice uh, type attacks? Pe- people who can't afford a long, a lengthy and expensive uh, defense of their rights. People who don't have the ability to get the word out, to get the, the, the message out about what's going on. I can think of, of many situations of men and women who have either temporary or permanently lost their rights because of a, uh, an, action, an unjust action that they had no ability to defend themselves against. So then I get this email from this gentleman asking me, and, and not antagonistically, he said he was just curious, with what he sees as the, the injustices rampant in this country, what am I doing to defend myself? And the first thing I did, and it's what I encourage everyone to do, is to follow the words of John Jay. He said, Every member of the state ought diligently to read and study the Constitution of his country and teach the rising generation to be free. By knowing their rights, they'll sooner perceive when they're violated and be the better prepared to defend and assert them. That's what I've been doing for the last several years. I've been reading the Constitution and a lot of documents related to it. I've been studying it. I've been absorbing it. And I've been preparing myself to defend and assert my rights. And that's what I'm trying to help other people do as well. It's why I wrote my first book, The Constitution Study. I wanted people to have an opportunity to read an in-depth study of the Constitution that was in plain conversational English, not not legalese that was based on the actual language of the Constitution and the dictionaries of the contemporaries of the drafters, not what some judge or some lawyer could think up in in a courtroom. I wanted people to have those resources to do it. It's why I wrote the second book, How to Read the Constitution in 30 Days. Not because I think reading the Constitution is that hard, but I wanted to give people tools to encourage them to actually read the Constitution. Then maybe they'd be willing to study it and to learn more it's why i'm forming the constitution study patriots program it is a group of programs a group of tools designed to help people whether it's the the constitution scholars which will be based on on education how do we read and study and learn more and communicate that it'll be the committees of correspondence how do we communicate how do we share what we've learned how do we learn what's going on in the world how do we do so in the face of all the censorship that is common today and it's the con- and it's the Minutemen, the the men and women who are willing to stand up at a moment's notice, and come to the defense of others, others that are having their uh, their rights either infringed or uh, uh, just need help, need need someone to to help them through, to help them understand. That's what this is about. It's about learning to help ourselves rather than being dependent on others to help us. And, and I hope that you'll. Uh, You'll consider that as we go forward, whether it's listening to this program, buying a book, or joining the Patriots program, or even better yet, joining our boot camp if you're in Middle Tennessee on July 1st. I've got the boot camp. It's going to be July 1st in Shelbyville, Tennessee. I hope to see a lot of people there. Um, You can find out more at the website constitutionstudy.com. But it's all about helping people prepare to defend themselves to defend their own rights, to not be dependent on others. What's the old saying? He who pays the piper calls a tune. Well, I want to be the one paying the piper. I don't want someone else paying the piper for me. Now, I'm coming up to a break. Before I go, though, I want you to also check out Healthy Cell. They are a leading innovator of supplements designed to work at the cellular level. Now, I use many of their products. One I use, especially when I travel, is REM Sleep for as long for my entire career when i travel i've always had a hard time sleeping especially the first couple of nights so i take rem sleep you know i don't want to wake up tired and and, and unable to do my work rem sleep is the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep to help you fall asleep stay asleep sleep deeply so you can wake up refreshed And it all comes in an easy to use travel ready gel pack as I said, I use them. I throw them in my bag whenever I hit the road because they really do help me sleep. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order at Healthy Cell, including REM sleep or any of their products, if you use the code Out Loud at checkout. So please head to healthycell.com, look through all of their wonderful products, take a deeper look at REM sleep or look at any of their products, put your card together, but use that code Out Loud at checkout. It does a couple things. It lets them know that you listen to America out loud and help support these wonderful programs we have we have here. But as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. So do it now. Go to healthycell.com, but remember to use that code out loud at checkout for 25% off your first order.
1: Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made CofixRx nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day
0: Come back everyday Americans You've the Constitution said, Today we're talking about injustice I spent a good chunk Most of the first segment Talking about the Trump indictment And I want to make a point I'm not a Trump, Trump fan And I'm not a Trump hater I, I don't endorse individuals I, I endorse policies And well let's face it Some of what Trump did was good Some of what he did was bad Some of it was very very bad but i want justice if 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 trump can't get justice who can now one of the things in answering the question of what am i doing to protect myself one of the things is is getting good information there are very few sources that i truly trust there are many sources by the way that i trust only if i verify their content but i'm very particular about where i get information and this came to light during a, a recent interview that a presidential candidate uh, for, or I should say candidate for the Republican nomination, Vivek Ramaswamy had uh, during an interview on CNN. And if Trump's judgment was bad, President Biden's well, judgment is worse for actually bringing a prosecution he should have he done what Trump did.
1: President Biden didn't bring a prosecution. The
0: Department of Justice reports
1: into the President of the United States. And so this is a fiddly. Okay, which is why I think the media needs to get involved. There's to the no of this. evidence. There's absolutely no evidence, Dennis, unless you can show me some, that President Biden has had anything to do with this prosecution. That's Dennis, why with, he put two layers in between with With the due respect.
0: Health. Okay, so let's break this down just a little bit. Uh, Mr. Ramaswamy is correct. The Department of Justice and the FBI are part of the executive branch. Remember, Article 2 clause uh, Article 2 section 1 clause 1 All the executive powers are vested in a president of the United States. We talk about the executive branch but all that power is invested in one person. Uh, who was it uh, one of the Roosevelt said the buck stops here. That's the way it's supposed to be. Now, did did president Obama Biden, oh Biden a, did president Biden Send a memo to the Department of Justice, to, to uh, uh, Merrick Garland, to the, 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 the Smith. The, the, the Here, we want you to do this. I would be surprised if he did. But that doesn't mean that the, the attitude, the, the wishes of the president aren't being co- taken care of. How much is the individual president? How much is the swamp? Because that's the other part of the thing. Remember, there was four years of the, of the Trump administration where the FBI, as we, we're we're finding out, uh, we're finding evidence of, I should say, was criminally harassing, prosecuting, investigating a sitting president, not because he was president, but because they had no probable cause. They had no evidence for a warrant. And in fact, they even lied in order to get a warrant to do some of their searching. So um, I don't know if it, if it was directly Biden or not, but the interesting thing is where Ramaswamy went then Between with, with the due account. respect. I think it is shameful that I, as a competitor to president Trump in this race, have to ask questions that the media isn't asking. The job
1: of the political media, if it has one job is to hold the U S government accountable. Yes, we know that and instead
0: we're doing the bidding. You're seeing the media doing the bidding of the U S government. No. Ask the question, get to the bottom of what Biden told Garland and what Garland told Jack Smith. If the same shoe fit the other foot, you would not take their word at face value. Do not take their word now. Get to the bottom of it. Let's actually restore journalism in this country. That's what's actually missing is Thank getting you. to the truth. Okay. So one of the most frequent misunderstandings of the First Amendment is the idea that it protects the media. It protects um, uh, the, the news media, that somehow the press is some professional organization. No, your right to freedom of press. The ability to publish is what is protected. That is used by the news media. And it was supposed to be, the the idea was exactly as Mr. Rameshwan was talking about, of holding government accountable, being the people investigating what's going on. That's what we expect from our political journalists, is them to ask the hard questions, to search, to dig for the truth. And um, I certainly don't see it when it comes to any Democratic administration through my lifetime. I, I go all the way back to the Carter administration maybe a little bit but since then I haven't seen it. And he's right. They will dig on the slightest uh uh leak of assumptions. They will dig into a Republican president like crazy. Do you remember uh who was it the um the 60 minutes journalist who said uh who accused uh George W Bush of uh getting you know trying to get out uh, of um, serving by joining the, the National Guard. And when he was caught to be lying, he said, Well, it may not be true, but that doesn't mean, you know, it didn't happen, but it doesn't mean it's not the truth. And it's this idea that the journalists now are picking sides, which is one of the reasons why I ignore most of what they say. Uh, unless they can provide evidence or proof of what they say, I pay no attention to them. And again, not just CNN, NBC, CBS. Fox, you name it, there are very few sources that I will trust without a, a deep investigation, or at least a good investigation first. But what, the, what uh, was Dana Bash, I believe, who was the, the CNN personality, what she said next, it made me laugh.
1: Thank you for that. We are absolutely asking these questions. Good. And we know how to be a good journalists because we do it every single
0: day. I laugh because there's a, there's a saying that goes around. Practice makes perfect. The problem is that is not true. I've heard it my entire life. Practice makes perfect. No, practice makes permanent. Simply because you did it and have done it every day for decades doesn't make you good at it. It makes your habits permanent. So when I don't see the questions, when I see the, uh, uh, the, the jumping on the least... Uh, uh, possible questionable action by republicans and the ignoring of problems with the democrats i'm sorry uh what you did is not you're not a good journalist because you've done it you're a, you're a corrupt journalist because you've done it for years for decades this is what comes from this the the this, the fact that most media comes out of only two locations new york city and washington dc That's where they've all been headquartered. We've lost this idea of local media. There is no counterpoint to what's going on. They live in their own little bubbles, and those bubbles now are their their standard. They're they're living in a a world that doesn't exist, but they believe that that they're asking tough questions when they ask President Biden what's his favorite flavor of ice cream. But again, it's not just the corporate media. We've seen social media develop a, a, a tremendous following. A lot of people get their information from the from from the social media, which by the way is is no better or worse than corporate media, but it's it's the opinions of people that they're sharing, but again that's being manipulated as well. Back in March of twenty twenty two, uh, according to uh emails that have been discovered, an FBI special agent sent to a list of accounts to Twitter that quote are suspected by the SBU, Ukrainian's intelligence agency, in spreading fear and disinformation. That email included a, menu, a memo from the SBU requesting that Twitter ban the accounts and provide their user data, at least according to the latest release from the Twitter files, this one from Aaron Matt. or Matei. I don't, maybe, I, saw, I, I see the little accent, Maté. Hey. So here we have the Federal Bureau of Intimidation Using their influence with a, a, a US based company, Twitter, to shape the the uh the emotional battlefield about Ukraine. Ukrainian intelligence is concerned that they that some information may be, be spreading fear and, and disinformation, and they don't want that getting out. Does anyone else find that problematic? That uh, uh the the Federal Bureau of Disinformation, of, of Intimidation, is being used by a foreign power to manipulate the what the American people are allowed to see and read about a war that we've invested hundreds of billions of dollars into, uh, effectively a proxy war we're having with Russia, but we're not allowed to see that because, well, it might make people afraid. Maybe there's a good reason why people should be afraid. You see, according to the email, the SBU was concerned because the accounts have been used to disseminate disinformation and fake news to inaccurately reflect events in Ukraine, justify war crimes of the Russian authorities on the territory of the Ukrainian state in violation of international law. Now, here's the interesting thing. You see, if the SBU, which again, that's Ukraine, they, they're another people, they have a different set of values, they have a different constitution. But we're talking about the FBI. I, a, federal law, a U.S. federal law enforcement agency, doing the bidding of a foreign entity to shape the battlefield. And this letter makes me wonder, is the information we're getting about how well Ukraine is doing, is it accurate? Are the, the money and the weapons we're sending them, are they being effective? How can we know if now we have the Ukrainian government Censoring the information Ladies and gentlemen That is an, a US law enforcement A federal law enforcement agency They carry guns The very same guns by the way They don't want you to carry They carry those guns With the big you know, nasty 15 round magazines And the scary AR-15s and all that They carry them They don't want you to carry them And these are the ones that are now Using their influence over Twitter in, On the behest of a foreign actor I I I have to ask, since we impeached a president that was accused of uh, being control, being you know using his influence on the benefit of a foreign actor, shouldn't we be impeaching these federal, these FBI agents? Shouldn't we? I mean, this is clearly a violation of the First Amendment. the 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 FBI is using some law of the United States to uh, suppress freedom of the press. In this case, what people are publishing on Twitter, they're trying to get Twitter to do what they're not legally allowed to do. It's a denial of rights under color of law, and they're doing it at the behest of a foreign power. Funny how I don't see CNN and, and all these others informing you of that little piece of information or about how about this little twist. The head of the Ukrainian Department of Cyber Information Security, and in Ilya Vidyuk, said, uh, When people ask me, how do you differentiate whether it is fake or true? Indeed, it is a very difficult in such an informational flow. I say, everything that is against our country, consider it a fake, even if it's not. Right now, for our victory, it is important to have that kind of understanding, not to be fooled. Consider it a fake, even if It's not, because we want To win this war, and I don't blame Them for wanting to win this war But for the FBI to take That information To influence A a US company To influence anybody Ladies and gentlemen That's beyond Banana Republic That is Stalinist Naziist, fascist That's that's the destruction of truth. It, it, it is the destruction of public liberty. If you're being told you cannot provide accurate information because a foreign power doesn't like it, because it goes against uh, them, then truth is gone. Freedom of speech and freedom of the press are gone. It all evaporates. And to have a government agency using the power of the gun the power to arrest to influence the information provided to the american people ladies and gentlemen that should not be taken lightly that should not only should that lead to impeachment and apparently there's evidence that this is true to disbarment from ever holding office again i do believe it warrants federal crimes under 18 usc 241 conspiracy to deprive under color of law rights protected by the constitution and laws of the united states and it's not just foreign entities that are being used to influence our justice system directly and indirectly uh, visitor logs from the white house show that the southern poverty law center director of intelligence project uh susan cork met with the white house back in january of this year not that long before the splc added moms for liberty as a hate group to their, their organization. That's right, moms who want to be in charge of what their children are taught are considered a hate group from the SPLC. Now, I've talked before about the SPLC. They are an anti-Christian. They they started out with a wonderful, and, and they were very good at what they did. They provided legal defense for people whose rights were being violated. Now, they are the proponents of the violation of rights. To say that moms who do nothing but say We don't want our children sexualized We don't want them turned into racists We want them We we want to control what they are taught Are considered a hate group Because they disagree with this all-powerful Government mentality And these are the people now That are meeting with Others in the White House Now again, they have every right to meet with them in the White House But there's a thought that comes to mind Who is influencing who? Was it the SPLC going to the White House, trying to influence the the Biden administration to treat parents who care about their children as terrorists, domestic violent extremists, as they've been labeled by the FBI, as they've been targeted by the DOJ? Or was it the other way around? Did the Biden administration... Point to the Southern Poverty Law Center So you realize we already have these as domestic violent extremists. Wouldn't it be nice if you put them on your hate map as well? But if we're talking about injustice, it's not just in the government. It's not just Twitter and Facebook uh, uh, blocking uh, uh, accounts because they give accurate information that's politically inconvenient or politically incorrect. But it's groups like the SPLC that look at anybody that disagrees with them and refers to that as hate. If you disagree with our political point of view, they list you as a hate group. Now, they're legally allowed to, but understand that's injustice. And then I wonder how many corporations, how many businesses, how many entities within the federal government use the SPLC's quote-unquote hate map as justification for acts of injustice against the American people. I don't know that we'll ever know, but I think it's important that we're aware of it. Listen, I have to take another break before I go. You know, if you like this type of commentary, if you like different points of view, well, do like I do. Go to AmericaOutLoud.com every day to find out the latest news and happenings. I also take those the stories and the articles and the videos of podcasts, and I share them with everyone I can. I share them on social media with friends, with family, and you can too. It's important you do your part. Share this information so that we can all help secure the blessings of Liberty.
1: America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers.
0: Welcome back, Everyday American Juveny. Join the Constitution Study. Again, we're reading study of the Constitution. We teach rising generation to be free so that we can fight the injustice that we're seeing throughout The world in many cases, but even right here in the good old U.S. of A. I've talked about the the Department of Injustice and the Federal Bureau of Intimidation. We've talked about the Trump indictment. We've talked about um, social media. We've even talked about corporate media. But there's a little more under the social media I want to get to. It's come to light uh, based on uh, a Freedom of Information request done by the Brennan Center for Justice, that found some documents showing that the Department of Homeland Security entered into contract with the University of Alabama at Birmingham back in 2018 to create a project designed to create quote-unquote risk scores to social media accounts. Anyone having flashbacks thinking about the 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 Communist China social credit score? Yeah, what they wanted them to do, they wanted the... the uh, University of Alabama at Birmingham, um, Birmingham, that they wanted them to develop a thing to look at all of your social media posts and then assign a risk score to your account. Now, this started in 2018 and it stopped in 2019. So it's not something that's currently going on, but this this project called Project Night Fury was planned to not simply be used with, with a DHS. They wanted, to, or I should say, with all the DHS different. Uh, three-letter acronyms right the uh, customs and border patrol immigration custom enforcement transportation security advisor even the immigration and uh, uh, citizen immigration services imagine going to the airport and having a tsa screener bring you up for extra screening because you had a risk score because some analysis software decided they thought you were a risk because oh i don't know you questioned the the efficacy of the, the COVID vaccine, or or you thought maybe we should not be spending so much money on uh, the the war in Ukraine, or just um, maybe you just think Joe Biden's a bumbling fool. Imagine that. It's not far away, ladies and gentlemen. This is you know a lot of people have been worried about artificial intelligence AI. To me, it's not the AI that's the problem; it's what it will be used for. Because in the article I read about this, you know the one thing I did not see? The fact that Project Night Fury is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Now, lawyers are out there going, but Paul, what you post on social media isn't private. You're right, it's not private. But then again, the Fourth Amendment does not guarantee a right to privacy. What does it guarantee? It guarantees that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. Ladies and gentlemen, your social media posts are effectively your effects. They are the modern version of our documents, right? because you think about it you know a document used to be just paper now it's it's um now now it's electronic documents but it gets unreasonable searches what in heaven's name is it, why in heaven's name would the department of homeland security be looking at anyone's social uh, uh, social media tra- uh, accounts unless there was probable cause unless they had a warrant that said, we want to search this person, it's not urgent, it's not exigent, we want to search this person, so we need a warrant. And that warrant requires probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place we searched. We just ignore that. We ignore that in large part because the Supreme Court said, you don't really think that it's private, do you? You have no reasonable expectation of privacy, But the Fourth Amendment doesn't say anything about privacy. It says the government cannot search your stuff without probable cause, without a good reason. And the only good reason the DHS had for Project Night Fury was to spy on the American people. But, Paul, we're doing it to keep the American people safe. Uh, No. First of all, I don't believe you anymore because you've lied to us so many times in the past. But if your real goal is to keep people safe, how about you actually enforce, oh, I don't know, the law, including the law that says you can't go searching until you've got a reason, because what you're talking about here is a police state. This tags very closely, you know, there's, there's one amendment to the, in the Bill of Rights that most people don't think about. That's the Third Amendment third amendment says, no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in manner to be pro- uh, prescribed by law. The idea was you did not want a government entity snooping in your house. You didn't want them quartered there. You didn't want them snooping there. You didn't want to be under a government watchful eye 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the so- the, the soldiers... Are places like the Department of Homeland Security. Instead of being quartered in our house, they are quartered in our digital houses. They're searching your phone records, they're searching your bank records, they're searching your social media accounts, they're searching your emails, they're searching your text messages. That, ladies and gentlemen, is, is injustice. It is a violation of another's rights. It is the unequal distribution of rights since the DHS gets to decide who they're going to bother looking at and not without any good reason. But you see, people don't seem to be focusing on that. They don't don't think about that, partially because, well, they haven't read and studied the Constitution, so it doesn't come to mind. And by the way, there's another little bug I want to put in your ear about this, and that is the the proper role of government. See, if we go all the way back to the Declaration of Independence, and we say, you know, it says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But then we read that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Governments are not instituted to keep you safe. They're there to secure your rights. Governments were not instituted to protect you, provide for you, care for you. They were there to secure your rights. When we allow government to protect us, we become enslaved to their opinions, to their political machinations, to whatever processes they want, that they, all they put under the claim of, well, we're just trying to keep you safe. I have a much better idea, ladies and gentlemen. How about we keep ourselves safe and we restore government to its proper role? That's protecting our rights, including our right to keep ourselves safe. We're as safe as we possibly can and as safe as we're willing to do, to, to exercise. But you see, those in, in the government, especially the federal government, they don't worry about the Constitution anymore. They don't worry about the, the Bill of Rights because nobody holds them accountable. DHS wants to perform illegal searches. Be my guest. FBI wants illegal searches searches on a a presidential candidate and then a sitting president of the United States? Go ahead. No one's paid the price for it yet except in news accounts. No one's gone to jail. No one's been charged. Now we have the Surgeon General, a, a, a fascist of the top order, suggesting that social media websites could be regulated the way they regulate, oh, Cigarettes, vape cartridges, alcohol bottles. How about the answer is, hell no. I'm sorry. Uh, This communist, socialist, Marxist tyrant cannot read the First Amendment. This is Congress shall make no law of bridging the freedom of speech or of the press. What you see he is an injustice. Says, we can regulate this. Why? Because we don't like what they're saying. Our friends in Ukraine don't like what they're saying, so we can, we can regulate them. And by, way, by the way, this is a bipartisan attempt. This is not simply this particular uh, you know, Vivek Murthy. This has been done by both parties for years to regulate companies to be under their control. They want to regulate speech. They want to actually technically want to regulate the press, in direct violation of the Constitution. What do we do about it? What happens when the same federal government that thinks they can regulate each and every aspect of your life come to regulate the electric grid? You heard about the Build Public Renewables Energies Act. Yeah, this is the latest example of the Inflation Reduction Act, which did little, if anything, to reduce inflation, was mostly about climate change. Now, this law, which, by the way, if it's enacted, is in the state of New York, would allow the state to provide clean energy if the private sector doesn't do what the state of New York wants. See, the problem is, this law has set a, or I guess would set a a goal of 2030. If by 2030 the private sector doesn't come up with this mythical unicorn of clean energy, well then the state of New York will simply take it over. They'll simply take over. They they will uh, affect. They will not nationalize, but they will just simply take over the the power generation distribution. The, the, the New York Power Authority would basically build it all on its own and displace the private sector. Now, the reason I bring this up, besides the fact they used to live in New York, if they get away with this in the empire, how long do you think they tried in Congress before the, 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 the government simply takes over power generation? And of course, once they take over power generation, well, they get to label who's a good power consumer and who's a bad power consumer, don't they? They get to apply those labels to you. We don't like what you're saying, so we're going to reduce your power consumption. We don't like what you're doing here. You said bad things. You questioned what we said. We are going to find ways to reduce the power you can, re- you can receive. Don't think it would ever happen? Guess what? The federal government's already trying to take your car. You see, the Environmental Protection Agency is trying to create new emission standards that basically would require 60% of new car sales be electric in 2030. Forget the fact that the EPA does not legally exist. The legislation that created the EPA was not made pursuant to the Constitution. Therefore, it is void. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not my words. Those are the words of Alexander Hamilton and at least four Supreme Court opinions. Four. Forget the fact that, that, Congress has, or sorry, that the courts have already said, listen, the EPA can't simply force the electric companies to do what they want. But it happens. Do you know why it happens? Because every time the EPA does something like this, they never pay a price. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to do something, I want you to head over, I want you to meet face-to-face with your, House, your member of the House of Representatives, demand a complete defunding of the Environmental Protection Agency until they can be formed in a constitutional manner, which they can't, their funding is gone. It's never going to happen. but you know what is going to happen? If we're smart, we won't be dependent on the Environmental Protection Agency. Why? Because we are going to make sure we're going to protect ourselves from all enemies, foreign and domestic. and that includes, ladies and gentlemen, the federal government. The federal government has become an enemy of rights and liberty in this country. The evidence is clear. Not simply what I've said, look up the documentation the federal government, and many of our state governments have become domestic enemies of your rights and your liberties. Which means you can overthrow them. I don't mean overthrow as in we're going to have an armed insurrection. I'm saying that uh, as as the Declaration of Independence says, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. It isn't about time we alter or abolish these criminal activities. Now, what do I do? Well, I understand no one in Washington, D.C. is going to listen to me. But you know what I can do? I can work right here in my county with my sheriff, my county mayor, my county commissioners, my director of, of, of the Board of Elections, to make sure that this county is constitutionally sound, that rights and liberties are protected in this county. I can work to educate people about their rights and the fact that, guess what? Whatever Congress, not everything Congress does is the supreme law of the land. Read Article 6, Clause 2. It's what I'm teaching in the boot camp is those basic tools you need to understand that you have rights. You can look at a government actor and say no. It doesn't mean they're not going to try and bully you into submission, but you have the legal authority to say no. In fact, I would say you have the legal duty to say no. But that's a lot harder one for people to, ha- to ask people to do. Now, if you're not in Middle Tennessee, if you can't be here on July 1st for the boot camp, do not worry. I am recording this boot camp. And I'm going to put together a video. And that video is going to be a class on the Constitution Study website that you can take as an entry point to the Constitution, uh, the Constitution Study Patriots program. If you want to find out more, go to constitutionstudy.com patriots. You'll find out about the program. But the point is, this is what we're trying to do. This is what the Constitution's all, study is all about. It's about educating people. It's about helping people to learn to defend and assert their rights and to do so in a constitutionally sound and legal manner. Now, if that's something you think is valuable, I hope you'll support the work that we're doing here whether it's becoming a member of the Patriots, becoming a constitution study patriot whether it's going to the bookstore on the website and buying a book or two by the way if you purchase the constitution study or read the constitution in 30 days by the paperback versions i will ship them to you for free if you use the code out loud that's only for america out loud listeners use the code out loud at your checkout and you get free shipping i'll pick up the tab for that. Maybe you'll support me there. Maybe you just want to donate to the cause. You can, you can look on if you go to the, the, the books and more. There's a donate section. You can make a one-time donation. You can make a recurring donation, a monthly donation, a yearly donation. Everything goes to this to this agenda of educating the American people to truly be free. Of course, you can also help by joining the Constitution Study and everyone else here every week. They at four p.m. Eastern time on America Out Loud Talk Radio heard on the iHeartRadio network. Again, if you can't listen then, well, all these episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on talk radio. You can listen on your favorite podcast app, but please subscribe to the show. Leave me a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. Now, you can find all the links you need right there at the homepage of AmericaOutloud.com. But do me a favor, share the information. Let other people know what's going on. The Patriots Program, this program, the Constitution Study, that is, ladies and gentlemen, is how we protect our liberty, and it's how we share the blessings of liberty from sea to shining sea.